on the phone or on that? Uh, we are on the phone. So, hey guys, um, sorry. Thanks for dealing with us with the technical difficulties today. Um, if you refresh, you should be able to see us. Um, however, unfortunately, um, we're dealing with um, low band, uh, bandwidth here with the satellite connection and just trying to figure stuff out. So um, you can hear us. Okay, we sound good at least, Bear. Um, well, welcome. Uh, we are in the middle of a shoot this week. And so we figured we'd pop in since we didn't do an alpha cast last week and just say, hi, I don't know if this will be an alpha cast bear, but <laughs> it's kind of a weird setup, huh? Yeah. Hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> we're, yeah, we're outside filming. We got a little film crew here. We're doing a documentary with, uh, David Ike, uh, folks that are producing it for us. Uh, my son, Bryden, who maybe we'll get him to make a cameo here. He's, uh, He's outside with the camera guy. So, uh, yeah, having good fun. And uh, he's directing it. Yeah. And um, it's really fun to reconnect on uh, something that I used to do for a while and be back on set and uh, covering stuff that's actually fun, which is what we do. And it's been uh, it's been an interesting couple days, Bear, I would say. Uh, yeah, it has been, you know, how comfortable I am talking in front of a camera. So, <laughs> but we're, we're doing it. It's going to be a good production. There's going to be, uh, not just a little documentary on our scene here, but we'll make it interesting. We've got some talented people behind the scenes that are, um, kind of weaving in a lot of what we have to deal with day to day, uh, as we create our project in the context of the machine as being possible, you know, to stop people like us getting our messages and out there you know we we're just uh suspended from mailchimp you know the latest uh you know who's gone total politically correct and don't like some of the things we talk about so it's yeah it's an interesting time to be alive for sure for telling the truth it's hard to even get yourself out there anymore yeah the restrictions set forth by the technocrats with their centralized systems um we've known about and we've kind of been able to stick under the radar but i guess we are it's interesting bear it's like right when we get into production for the stuff for the ikes everything hits the fan i don't know if you want to go into a little bit of what's going on with you and here at the farm and in our town um but we've had um pretty much endless chemtrailing going on uh, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with Marcy, how we had a weird circular uh, chemtrail uh, above our town and above the farm. And it's, um, I mean, I don't want to attribute it to, to the aerosol uh, atmospheric spraying. It could be other things, but we've had um, some weird kind of syndrome stuff happening recently with the health of not only humans around here, but also animals and so we've been affected. I was affected a um, uh, month and a half ago or so, and everyone here has been affected so far. So um, some interesting stuff happening. And it actually, since we're on late, someone just, Carla just said, same in the UK here. Has anyone else had these um, health effects recently? I don't know, Bear, if you want to go a little bit into detail on what you've gone through and what Deb and other folks in our town and stuff have been going through health-wise, but it seems like there's something odd in the air, no pun intended, 
And also, it is interesting that it's all kind of coincided with us trying to get this production done. Yeah, if I was a paranoid sort of person, I'd I'd swear they're targeting us or something in this area. Um, I went down about two days ago, my wife about two days prior with the same exact thing. Uh, Mike, uh, what, a couple weeks ago, swore he had uh, food poisoning. I've had, uh, since I'm in the health business, you know, people still call me all the time and they said, yeah, I got food poisoning. What can you do about it? Uh, one of the people that helped us here at the farm um, her dog was deathly sick, you know, and runs and passing blood. Uh, we thought our dog was dying actually. And, uh, now, now she's okay. It seems to pass within about 48 to 72 hours, depending on people. And, uh, you know, just a quick side note, not everybody gets affected. Um, and there's reasons for that. If you lead a pretty healthy lifestyle and if your body is fairly clean, What's going to happen when you're subjected to that is you're going to immediately be upchucking and your body is going to revolt and try to get rid of it as quick as possible. So um, people that tend to be healthier actually react quicker and more dramatically. So um, that doesn't mean you're unhealthy necessarily if, if you don't get <laughs> food poisoning symptoms. But a lot of people we talk to, they say, geez, uh, you know, why is this happening to me? I know other people that aren't getting affected as much, but that's really the reason why. So, you know, in our business, when people would come to me with cancer and, and things like that, uh, they'd say, geez, how did this happen to me? I'm, I'm a healthy person and I, I don't even catch colds and flus. And I say, well, colds and flus, of course, we know understanding their, the germ theory is, um, is bogus. We know it's really not germ bugs or, uh, or, or um, you know, colds and flus by germs, but it's actually your body decomposing and, and uh, you know, get ri getting rid of junk. And then you have symptoms from that. And, you know, when you're healthier and if you're exposed to something and you have things to cleanse out of your body, then you get that reaction. People that are less healthy uh, don't get that. Now, when you get in a, you, because they can't even respond and, and then, you know, then the body has to start growing masses and things that, you know, is a secondary way of getting rid of things. Now that's secondary to what we could go into with the connection with the psyche and everything, but it works on many levels. So we don't want to get confusing. Um, so anyway, the, sorry, uh, no problem. I was going to get fancy here. Go keep going, Barry. You're doing great. Yeah. So, um, it, it's happening to a lot of people and we've had, you know, years where just clear blue skies, no chem trailing, like people get in other parts of the world. And all of a sudden we're getting it like crazy here. Also realize there's a connection between the chem trailing and the Wi-Fi. Uh, you know, they use both in tandem and uh, they ping off of each other. And that's another whole story. So uh, they aren't mutually exclusive events, but I'm, I'm pretty much convinced that there's uh, a connection with the chemtrailing because they always do it right before there's uh, anticipated precipitation and then they spray like crazy. Then, uh, you know, a little rainfall happens and then everybody gets sick, you know, which brings everything, I guess, into the upper atmosphere down on our heads. Uh, we've got a couple uh, surprise guests here. <laughs> <laughs> uh what's up little what's buddy 
How's it going? We've got Landos. We got three generations of Landos in here. Future of the Lando family, right here. <laughs> Maxi. Maximus Paul Lando. <laughs> Wanted to say, hey. Here, put it here. I'm going to turn this one on too here, and we can right there. Boom. We're, we're going high, high in production here with low res, though. This is actually pretty sweet in here, Bear, if we could get the resolution to be a little better. But Maximilian. Gener Maximus. Maximus. Yeah, Maximus. Get it right, Uncle Mike. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, hey, so this is Brian Lando. He's up here. He's part of the the whole team and um, Bear's son and my good friend. And uh, he is here directing the documentary for the Ikes. So we're stoked to uh, to have him here, and we're just having so much fun. <laughs> and how old is little Maxie now? He's at sixteen months. Yeah, and he's running around. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful. He, he loves the farm, <laughs> farm life, river life. He loves the river. Oh, and we oh. mama. Oh, <laughs> all right. Good seeing everybody. Well, hey, <laughs> see you guys soon. Thanks for popping in. And I would personally love to do an entire uh, Alpha Cast with Bryden because he's got such an amazing um, background as an artist and um, really a Renaissance man like us, Bear. Um, that uh, has so many skill sets, and and also he's very awake, of course. So uh, we're just blessed to have everybody here. He and his wife and uh, your grandkid are here for the week shooting, and um, this really is a, a family company, and I'm just uh, blessed to be involved. So because I feel like I'm part of the family as well. Um, but yeah, um, you know that is one healthy uh, little child. I'll tell you that, and his name is Max. Us, of course, uh, carrying on the Roman tradition and uh, the Roman Empire will return and we will rule the world once again. <laughs> um, now, uh, so going back to kind of not to interrupt what we were talking about, but we were mentioning you know, what's going on with um, the endless scientism and and disrupting nature with things like uh, the atmospheric uh, aerosol spraying and, uh, you know, everything else they're doing to mess with nature. And one of the big questions that we that's been coming up a lot bear in our community are what are some ways that we can kind of help protect ourselves against um, these things. We also know whether you're a flat earther or a global <laughs> globe person or whatnot, there seems to be, I mean, we're beaming to some sort of thing right now that they call a satellite, right? To, to send this feed out these low, low orbiting satellites that we see in space, thanks to SpaceX and Gates and everybody whose mission is, is seem to cover the entire sky with, uh, these low orbiting, um, whether they're balloons or satellites or whatever, um, those seem to have, those may be connected in a way. And, and I'm theorizing that maybe that's what one of the big causes of everything we've been seeing since 20, late 2019, when they started launching them, um, you know, is this, um, a health, uh, effects of having these new RFs and EMFs coming down, uh, to us. So, um, bear any thoughts on that. And then on the follow-up to that, um, what are some ways that we can bolster our health and protect our family and pets even, uh, and our plants and everything from, from these, uh, harmful effects of these EMFs. 
Yeah, and Elon is launching uh, allegedly, you know, whole fleet, new fleets of uh, satellites up there. And, you know, whether they're satellites or, you know, whatever you think of our globe or non-globe, it doesn't even matter. What's obvious is that, um, you know, there are transmitting uh, towers and devices that are purposely canvassing us with frequencies that will control our physiology, our behavior, and everything about our world. You know, I, I think the whole flat earth globe thing, I, I, I'm going to remain um, non-committal and call myself a globe, as we're told, skeptic. And I kind of believe that both encampments don't quite have it right. And that's another whole discussion. And probably my ideas might even stretch people's imaginations even more, um, you know, because it's, uh, I'm pretty convinced it's a technological construct and there's uh, just ample evidence to that. Uh, however, there is, uh, when we say technological construct, it's, does it mean that there's not higher intelligence or a God force behind it? Because at, that's absolutely uh, true. And, uh, you know, it does either way bring in the recognition that there are higher powers and intelligence uh, out there in the universe. So anyway. Um, and can I say one thing, Barry? Because people have been bringing this up a lot, this idea that, hey, you guys talk about this being a simulation and that thus blockchain's evil and anything digital is evil. And I, I think when you say technological construct, you're not necessarily saying digital AI driven synthetic construct. No. No. Yeah. Um, consider also everything we always talk about, uh, about waveform mechanics, that this is a thought-based universe. And there are universes within universes out, I don't want to say infinity, because it's we the better terminology is unlimited universes, because those universes are waiting to be constructed by myself, by all of you. And as we take ourselves out of quarantine, when we develop a certain mastery within this construct, then we will be constructing our own universes and using the same understanding of waveform mechanics. And what we're here in, this time around is to learn how to manage our thoughts, uh, temper them with uh, non-toxic emotions, and to create the exact reality that we want here. And that is the universal canvas has been created for us and each of us embody and those of that have gone before and those from many other of those uh, alternate universes will say are using the same exact construct. So uh, if there are actually projections, uh, you know, of a technological uh, advancement that actually project those waveforms to create uh, an intensely real to our senses 3d experience um what's the difference you know it's the same force behind it it's the same force that we use every day whether we you know realize it or not so the best thing we can do as the predator class has tried to um monopolize that understanding and weaponize it against us is to learn how to use our own little personal universes, what we think of as our human body, and keep them clean. And the best thing we can do is uh, to manage our thoughts and our emotions. That's number one. So don't even go into thinking about 
herbs or cleanses or anything else because everything else is absolutely downstream. Now, on the other hand, if you're really, uh, you know, on some kind of systematic approach to doing just that, uh, you know, then you might want to take some measures on the ground just to help things move. Look at, uh, we've been talking about this a little bit on other uh, interviews. If you take uh, from the time you were born and then uh, take those three, four months, uh, you know, between then and conception, those are the ones that are correlated astrologically with the ones we probably need most. So you could maybe bone up on, on those a little bit. We'll do a whole podcast on that. Uh, but in the meantime, you just take all 12 cell salts. I know some people that we respect very much say don't take them all, all 12 at the same time, but I, I don't agree with that, And uh, but that's okay. Uh, we get great results clinically over the years just by taking the 12 cell salt combination. So that's going to feed your body with the most primary elements that it needs more than food or any other herb that you can think of. Uh, we're also... Uh, uh, formulating, we'll say, uh, uh, other concoctions with cell salts and kind of taking that technology up a step. We'll talk more about that later too. Uh, the other thing is, is you keep your main filtration system clean. And uh, I like to use the, 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 um, the analogy of, you know, if you're out off-roading in your truck, which we do all the time around here because we live off-road, uh, you know, you pick up a lot more dirt in your engine, and so the filters need to be changed more often. And in the case of a human body, it's, we're talking about the liver primarily. And if you're exposed on a day-to-day -day basis, as we are to all these things, chemtrailing and you name it, if the coffee enema taken through the lower bowel, it's going to just, uh, you know, allow all that to be released by the liver so that it can keep up with the workload and then not pass on that workload two other organ systems that will then start feeling the stress of it. And, you know, people that make that a regular routine, you know, one, two, three times a week, depending, uh, you know, the way people described it's like looking through windows after you just washed them, you know, it just makes everything squeaky clean and clear. And in Chinese medicine, we also understand the connection between the eyes and the liver and, um, you know, it's just, it gives you clarity on many levels and then allows you just to live and deal another day in this, uh, this matrix. It is, is beyond, beyond. It's like crazy. Um, what about those who tend to not want to, um, delve into caffeine and then they ask, well, am I, can I still do coffee enema because I typically don't do caffeine? Yeah, well, that's okay. I respect that. Um, I've never been a caffeine drinker myself, but you do get a different effect when it's taken directly um, and enters the liver, uh, you know, portal system by way of the lower bowel, by way of the bloodstream versus imbibing it and digesting it. It's a whole different experience. So it is stimulating, uh, no doubt, but it's not the same kind of caffeine up and down as if you drink it. And here I am drinking death. With, I, I didn't even realize what I was drinking. This is on production, of course. When you're on film production, this is the world's strongest, uh, the world's strongest cold brew. <laughs> it says, <laughs> "Warning: the world's strongest coffee." Uh, you may uh, have heart palpitations. No, it doesn't I'm, say that. But I, that. <laughs> I just realized that because I'm like drinking that. And I'm like, woo! No, there's some people. Good branding, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I get it. There's caffeine's definitely a drug, but I mean, there's some people that give me, you know, crap for um, drinking caffeine like it's crack or something. I mean, I I try to not ever drink this kind of stuff. I'll do a lightly roasted uh, coffee in the morning, blended with coconut oil, and it's got ch you know chaga mushroom, and that helps with all the adrenals. Organic, That's all organic. Yeah. Um, cold brewed cold brewed so i mean but i get it caffeine um is the big most prevalent uh stimulant in the world especially in the west and um i try to not do so much anymore i just do my one uh coffee in the morning with uh, the thermogenic which which you know bear you could speak to this there are a lot of health benefits too it seems like there's a a, a big debate in the health world right now about uh coffee again is it bad for you? Is it good for you? You know, and it's of course a lot of that debate is based in the materialism, materialistic debate. Um, but I mean, personally, it's been working for me. Um, especially, you know, I I would from what I've learned from you, Bear, is one of the the detriments to too much caffeine and coffee, especially as it it um, taps the adrenals. But if you're using like I put a lot of chaga and we've got Hishi Wu in our coffee. Um, that helps, right? Kind of yeah. mitigate that. Yeah, that's why we do it. And then also uh, they're designed, um, that particular one, to be uh, hot brewed and blended with, um, sorry, I got a pop up here, and blended with coconut oil. And then with the coconut oil, just that's the old Tibetan technique. Uh, what happens is it sustains. Okay. Yeah. It sustains and you don't get that up and down. You just get a nice, uh, you know, constant amount of energy, but it also gives a good metabolic reset. You know, I came up in a uh, Latin culture, you know, mom was half Peruvian and Italian. My dad's all Italian. So they just drank coffee every day. And of course, everybody lives till they're about 900 <laughs> years old too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but they came in cultures where it's just a real manana sort of attitude and they weren't under stress and they enjoyed their wine, they enjoyed their coffee. You know, when I was a little <laughs> kid, my mom would put a little coffee in there and put it half with milk. And, you know, I grew up from a very early age, you know, drinking wine and water at dinner. That was just considered food back then. But it was a different lifestyle. And, uh, you know, people actually ate real food. They had their heads on straight. You know, my grandfather was a fantastic philosopher. His, his whole, his whole saying was, Hey, hundred years from now, who's going to know the difference, you know? So he used to say that over and over again, but it's the attitude and the lifestyle that we have right now that's come, you know, really killing us. It's not the coffee or any of these substances and then that old saying too it's it's there's no substance it really is bad for us it's a habit that kills us so you know most people these days you know need a pint of coffee just to jump start in the morning and keep going throughout the day and and you know if you're in that camp obviously you got some issues and you need mm -hmm. to learn how to just tap in your own inner energy reserves without using them up all the time and, uh, you know, so our culture misuses everything and in the process misses out on a lot of the really good qualities that, uh, you know, things like coffee, it's just an herb. That's all it is. It's a mm. bean, it's an herb and there's a lot of good things in there. So, uh, we miss out on all the good stuff and just abuse, uh, one component of it that, you know, gives us different attributes to keep us going. So. 
that's yeah. my thoughts. No, I think that's amazing. And not to mention also that a lot of the coffee people drink is just full of poison because it's not coming from a good source anymore. And, you know, everyone's going to Starbucks. It's like pretty bad where um, we just, I wanted to share this because we're pretty stoked about this. Um, we finally have our coffee back. It'll be um, the co-op has been kind of Oh, here we go. The co-op's been notified of this. So if you're in our co-op, um, you get early notification of when stuff is released and early access. But we have our, and I know the 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 video is pretty bad, guys, but our new bags and our new Thermo uh, Primal Coffee, a little uh, quick plug for one of our products. Really just happy with how these new bags came out. Um, really awesome. Uh, so this is our primal coffee with chaga and hishi Wu. And of course we recommend blending that with a fat, uh, either a grass fed butter or what I prefer is uh, a really nice organic coconut oil. Um, so yeah, this is, um, coming back. So we're really pumped on this plus a ton of new teas, right? Bear that we yeah. have coming. Yeah. Uh, very soon, in fact, we already got them bagged up. Uh, we'll have all the teas that we used to carry, the five thermo blends and also the five immortality teas and then five new immortality teas. So, uh, and they're, they're really fun blends. And we've got great crops of uh, Jagulon already growing out there. We'll start harvesting. This year we're gonna start harvesting like end of July and go all the way through November and just let it grow back as we harvest. So we'll have a much better crop this year. And uh, uh, I guess another thing we had to tell you about is my wife, uh, Deb and myself, we're gonna start doing a little weekly um, sort of video diary about what's going on here on the farm. So uh, we'll start posting those just so you can look over our shoulders and see what we do every day and, and you know, what we're growing here. And, and uh, mostly what it's gonna be about it because there's a great interest in it is off-grid living. And a lot of the off-grid videos that I like to watch, you know, they're usually some dude up in Idaho slopping the pigs in the middle of a snowstorm. <laughs> you know? So it's kind of gives a bad picture of off-grid uh, living. Um, actually, we're going to term ours uh, off-grid elegance because we, we feel like it's much more elegant living off-grid. We have all the amenities that you could imagine living in, in an urban environment, only even better because we don't have to wait for the, you know, the predators to shut us down when they want to go to, you know, DEFCON 5 or whatever. Yeah, I know. It's, um, it's always a joy coming out here to the farm because... Uh, you just feel cleaner. I don't know. It's just like it's an interesting uh, situation when you're in a space where you're not surrounded by by electricity. Uh, you know, I recently took my son on his 10th birthday to the Grand Canyon and we drove the route, the classic famous Route 66 bear. And one thing I noticed that was like a bummer because you just have these vast vistas. What I love about the 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 desert is you see that, you know, you have this like a big breadth of scope of view and you've got these amazing, you know, uh, mountains in the background, but, and you want to take pictures of that, but every damn picture has, uh, the, um, the grid wires going, yeah. you know, it's like strewn across the entire world are these, you know, same technology we had from the 1800s with these ugly wires going everywhere. And it's just like, it's really rare to find a place anymore where those 
those wires aren't there. So uh, we're very fortunate enough to not have those here. But that was a bummer. It was like, wow, I really want it. This is an amazing shot. But then every picture I noticed, you've got wires, you know? It's just wild that that's still the technology we're using today. Yeah, and uh, Hopi Prophecies actually talked about that. And they talked about the uh, also the chemtrailing. They called it cobwebs in the sky. So they wow. foresaw all this stuff going on. Yeah, just imagine a world without wires. And we're not talking about wireless stuff that's permeating every cell of your body and you know, doing foul things. We're talking about uh, wireless technologies that actually bring in an abundance of uh, golden mean energy into your body at the same time and make you healthier. Uh, you know, imagine if you had your, you're driving in your car and you're talking on your cell phone and you, you know, weren't worried about the thing sitting in your lap and you actually mind having it in your lap because it's actually doing healthy things plus uh no dead spots you know as far as reception and everything else now now we've been so played uh it's it's unbelievable and uh, they've gotten this far because we haven't stopped them that's why we're doing what we're doing in our humble little way we're getting our message out building a prototype for what things could be and um you know, we're having amazing conferences, too, in other circles that I travel with that are doing future medicine, future agriculture, future uh, clean energy right now. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's why we're just recently banned from MailChimp, uh, you know, getting canceled from YouTube. It's, it's incredible. So it's time for our voices to be loud, not combative. Uh, or irritated but loud as hell and just say no no more otherwise they will never stop yeah and i love that idea of a golden mean wireless like fibonacci wi-fi or something right where it's like using the real technology uh to actually deliver i i think of royal rife too when we did the podcast on royal rife baron and his idea of it taking um you know these these healing audio uh or you know these waveforms and um projecting them out through local radio um but same ideas right where we actually are working within the life force wave um of reality and not the death wave which we know is what everything um kind of this current paradigm is being controlled by is this obsessive cult that uh are in love with death and all their technology too uh reflects that yeah uh victor schauberger who's another one of my heroes um he famously said we need a science based on form not formula so he understood he's like the he's described as the tesla of water and um he understood water as a medium just as tesla uh reich people like that understood that our atmosphere that we think is space which isn't space at all so it's the exact medium that we swim in just like fish swim in water and um you know orgone ether whatever you want to call it it's a it's a medium that transmits uh you know waveforms that convey our thoughts and our resonance on every level to every other part of life on this planet and it's all waveforms of course are constructed by way of geometry so we really have to understand geometry 
So for instance, I don't know if you can, I'll just show you one of my little biogeometry devices, which I know a lot of people have great interest in these days. Uh, this geometry is created so that it actually um, radiates what in biogeometry we call BG3. And it's a, uh, made up of three waveform components or, or three uh, color spectrums. And, um, and then it creates what uh, mathematically would resonate as the golden mean, uh, you know, 1.6 and so forth. And uh, <clears throat> there's, you know, very advanced things you can do. But for instance, if you just um, rotate this, say, over your thyroid gland, somebody's worried about their thyroid gland, you know, picking up radiation or having some other ill kind of effects or any other part of your body. You just focus on it and a couple wonderful things happen. Not only does it, uh, you know, create an abundance of that golden mean energy, which, uh, you know, what we're referring to is the energy that makes all of nature regenerate. Uh, so you're regenerating whatever part of your body you're feeling on, but then you're also resonating with that. And then within your consciousness and, you know, within your uh, higher centers, you start to attune to that even more and you get to, after a while, perceive it more directly rather than just an abstract idea. Yeah. I mean, that's something, a continual theme. We talk about an real analog technology, the, real, the way the world actually is supposed to work and or does work and embracing that technology. and. The cult of scientism is out of control as um, they, it's just like, it's just baffles me when I tap into um, some of these uh, telegram groups I follow that just have the newest science info. And it's all about, it's like every new article coming out is either about trying to uh, establish that we are in space and all this stuff with the with their cosmic science, which makes no sense or um transhumanism and so it's and there's just it's just wild to me oh and also the fear of climate change or you know global warming and the fear of that everything's going extinct and that we're all <laughs> the reason for it and it's just like where is this going you know and and where does the end game and so by focusing on things like biogeometry bio uh, uh bioterrain medicine uh, things we do on the farm and what this documentary we're doing right now bear which is all about just getting grounded in nature i believe that's the answer to all it's like you know why even pay attention anymore like let's just focus on what we're doing and um i i really believe that system is just going to kind of eat itself alive uh it, it's just so ridiculous now it's almost a parody of itself when you read some of these uh you know these scientific journals especially everything to do of course with the current um, uh cornholio virus and all the new variants coming out right we have the indian variant we have all the chinese variants it's like they just pull these variants out of the hat um, and use them when they need to, uh, to push more uh, control. So <laughs> just there's my rant on that. It just, it's just wild to me, man. What, yeah, you know. and that's going to be a huge problem moving on because a lot of people are already experiencing problems, including death, in, in much greater numbers than anybody could possibly believe. And um, 
over this next two years, and not to be a doomsdayer, but people that have decided to take the jab are going to be succumbing to it in a number of ways. And then, of course, that will be uh, brilliantly used to blame on the new variant or something and to go after the, the non-vaxxers, you know, who are spreading it. But um, here's the deal. We're, we're at the end time here, literally. And I don't mean that in an in a end of the world type of scenario, but the end of time, um, you know, as a concept. And we can only be in fear when we live within a time construct. Uh, if we can imagine, if you're present, what would you be afraid of? Uh, you couldn't project into the future. You couldn't drag behind you your past. There would be nothing but the president, mm -hmm. the present. So I don't care, you know, what's happening. You just wouldn't be able to live in that constant state of fear. So in this construct that we've been dragged into, uh, you know, time is one of the main weapons, you know, and, you know, as have always talked about living in the present well true but now on a more universal scale uh within this planet whatever shape you think it is this reality uh we're going around another final bend where that time construct is breaking down and we could actually explain that in great detail as far as why that's happening but it is breaking down and people that um, choose to remain in that time construct and fight leaving it no matter what because their fear is too great to just step out into the abyss, um, that will do them in because then their, their actual biology will be bound in one half of the creative cycle only, which can only compress compress data to the point where there's nothing holding it together and it just crumbles and um all those types of ideas and technologies uh will do the same it's mm -hmm. going to take i think a great awareness for those of us who choose to remain and i think it's interesting even a lot of the ancient rosicrucian teachings and teachings that have been around forever and from every culture in the world uh, have a common thing they say for this time, they say for those who will remain. Mm -hmm. So not everybody's going to remain, but that's not a bad thing. It's not a natural selection kind of phenomenon in a Darwinian sense, but what it is, is uh, natural selection for those that just want to move on and have a different experience. Doesn't mean anybody's better or worse than anybody else. So if we want to have a different experience, if we want to realize our vision for the world, then uh, we just have to, you know, leave those fears that are time-based behind us and, and move on. And the only way the construct can gain any more momentum that it already has or exists for any longer than it has is for us to give it our life energy because nothing can exist without our life energy, which is fueled by our thoughts in the first place. So the worst possible thing in the world that we can do is to give them any energy that, you know, even think about it. And mm. it, does that mean that, you know, we're clueless and we're not aware of what's going on? And well, no, I'd like to keep one eye open just to see what the rascals are up to and just to stay out of their way. But 
you know, 99% of the focus really needs to be, you know, what do you want in the world? What do you want for your own life? So it's just an exciting time. Yeah. um, I've really been embracing stoicism again. Um, reading Marcus Aurelius meditations every night, actually to my kids, even my, my sons are enjoy it, believe it or not. Um, when we were on road, I was reading that every night to miles and he asked really great questions. Um, and that was obviously a big thing is for Stoics, right? This is in the present, you know, we're, well, what they say, we're all going to die. So eventually, right. Um, so, uh, even the greatest conquerors in the world who, who, you know, slaughtered thousands, they end up dying. Um, so, you know, uh, focus on the present, uh, what you can control and, um, do the internal work because that's, uh, where the fun really lies because as we know, that's where manifestation happens. And that's why we love gardening and farming and, um, doing creative stuff because I, it's where I feel most empowered to be honest. Like when I can go out and look and see that my crops are growing and that's turning into food and that's turning into a small ecosystem for my property and I'm seeing more butterflies and more bees and (coughs) excuse me. Um, and that to me is much more empowering than going out and personally more empowering than going out with a big sign at a rally. But I also appreciate that. I appreciate people that do that. I think everybody has a role to play. And as long as you're living in your truth and, um, you're doing what you feel is right for you and, and you truly are being honest with yourself and who you are, um, then you're playing that. Um, but that's what we love to do bear is we love to, right. As is really go deep into our passions because, um, that seems to be the ultimate fulfillment, uh, in, in this realm and what really is why we're here. So that's what we're shooting right now. That's kind of the, a lot of what this documentary is about is relating farming to the bio terrain and, uh, our health and, I, I got to tell you, Bear, I feel best when I'm out in nature, man. It's just, it's a no-brainer for me. Um, we were shooting yesterday uh, down at the river, uh, shooting some shots of me fishing. Of course, the the classic trope whenever you're filming, you know, right before the camera's on, I had a fish on, and then it, it jumped and spit out. And then I was like, okay, I know where they are. And then we got the camera guy over there, and then not another bite. <laughs> so we have yet to get on film me catching a fish. But, um, man, just remember that's my fish in my hole. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, I was just having so much fun yesterday. Just like, this is what I live to do. You know, love to do is just being out in nature and man, you know, even if, like we say, even if you're in the city and you know, you're in the heart of some urban environment, there's still parks you can go to there's still places where you can get connected when really that's i think a huge focus of what we're all about and what hopefully you guys are all about because it's just a constant reminder of what this what really this reality is and it's a natural law um you know i've been talking a lot about christ lately christ consciousness got back into um the, the 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 gospels and just i don't know why it's been pulling me in i think it's the overall message of christ but i also kind of been really nerding out on this idea of original sin and how ridiculous that is and how counter to natural law that is and that's interesting that that i feel like bear we're leaving that age that age of pisces that water age where humankind was put under the spell of original sin and that we are here as you know guilty from day one 
Um, and no, I think we're entering this new air age where we know that what the truth is, is that we are eternal consciousness and there is no original sin. There is no prima. What's the what's the Latin word for it? That there's no original idea of the downfall or, or whatnot. And that nat that doesn't play into natural law. Um, and so, uh, yeah, just ex all exciting stuff, man. I really do have that feeling too, that you, you were saying bear that we are in exciting times. Cause I think a lot of humanity is waking up to these fundamental concepts of, of nature and what yeah, this reality and is. And it's the same thing with karma, you know, karma is kind of the new age concept of original sin. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I remember back in the 60s, 70s, even 80s, you say hi to somebody. Hey, how you doing? Well, just doing my karma. It's like <laughs> <laughs> karma is nothing more than, uh, you know, the effects that we're experiencing of things that we put in motion ourselves. So the moment you clean it up and quit recreating the same damn thing, then then it's over. Your karma's done. You know, you don't have to go through lifetimes and do your dharma and, you know, and all this kind of bullshit. It's, it goes back to, you know, Mike and I had the same upbringing and Catholicism and original sin. And, you know, then <laughs> you get into the, uh, you know, those uh, more authentic uh, definitions of sin, you know, from Hebrew, what's it mean? It means debt. And so what Jesus was really talking about is the, is, uh, you know, when he said sin is debt. And, you know, who did he rail against? The central bankers. Now, if we didn't have a central bank that took its uh, final hold on its third attempt in this country uh, that put us into constant uh, material debt by way of their, their money species, we wouldn't be having a problem in the world right now. We'd have all the things that we talk about here. There wouldn't be a need for us to make a documentary in the first place. We'd all be leading the same lifestyle. We'd have a world without wires. And there would be no incentive to have archaic technologies that actually hurt people or to have institutions that hurt people for profit or to have uh, you know people behind them that actually get a kick out of hurting people. So, um, yeah, we just have to, you know, really understand what's going on, I believe. And, and, uh, you know, pay attention more to words, what they really mean and to start thinking for ourselves instead of some interpretation from a new age guru or a Catholic priest or a, or a Christian minister, because, they have more than anybody bastardized the words of Jesus. And as an institution, the Vatican hid all the good stuff, of course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, meanwhile says, okay, you need this conduit, this, this guy in a black robe. I mean, God can't even make this stuff up in order to, uh, you know, reach God somewhere. So we're at a great time, uh, revelations all over the place. We're going to see a lot of people not get it. It's none of my business. Uh, it's tough when you see a family member uh, succumbing, you know, uh, choosing to moder uh, modify their DNA and become less human in the process um, and just become a problem at the same time for the rest of us. You know, it just creates a more challenge for the rest of us. I mean, that's good, I suppose, because it makes us dig even deeper. But I mean, come on, give us a break. Some of us have been out here for a long time, 
you know, trying to spread truth, just trying to change the world. And then everybody that buys into the narrative um, just keeps it going and then puts the, the good folks that are with good intentions and good actions, uh, puts the rest of us in harm's way. So, you know, forget the virtue signaling and, and all the stuff of the, of the zombie culture you know, just shut it down the moment you hear it. Don't be tolerant of it one bit. You don't have to be mean or combative, but just say, no, that's bullshit. Get out of my space. Yeah, I, I, I was listening to Michael Tessarian recently on a, on a podcast. And um, what I loved about his fighting spirit, he was like, always get the last word. You know, if somebody's trying to counter you, you're not wearing a mask or they're, you know, they're, they're coming from that place of scientism. Um, don't let them win. And it's easy just to go, oh, F it and just walk away. But always try to drop that little nugget of truth. And this takes work. And this takes if you want to, you know, engage with these people, you know, it's important that we are educated and not just saying stuff we don't understand. So that does take a little work on our end to understand the, these concepts. But um, I love what he was saying is like, always get that last jab of truth in and have the final say, don't give them the pleasure. Because oftentimes I've been guilty of that in the past because it's just like, I, I just say, oh, it's not worth my time. Okay, whatever. And leave. But then they're leaving. Aha, you know, you dumb conspiracy theorist. Um, and so there is a point to that that I really enjoyed with him saying that. And, um, you know, which makes a lot of sense because we're, we are living in truth. And uh, I'm personally tired of being gaslighted and, and laughed at for, uh, for that. Um, but in the end, too, you know, it's like, I do believe that everyone's going to get their just due and uh, it's, it's quite nice living in, uh, in the truth that we reside in because uh, it's based in natural law and based in fact and wisdom and logic, like the, you know, platonic uh, uh, neoplatonists and, and uh, true philosophers have always talked about. Uh, this is kind of fun. I'm sitting here cause, cause Mike's with me, you know, he's got all the technology going. So I'm actually yeah. looking at, uh, <laughs> at the chat thread here, which I never do. Um, so it's kind of fun. Uh, I I think I'm getting called out here. The central bankers of the Judaic era were the Romans. So I guess uh, I shouldn't have made my Roman comment, but you guys know I'm joking, right? Um, well, we know that trust law and everything goes back yeah. to Roman time and yeah. all that. We, we understand mm -hmm. that. And to be honest, I don't even know about that history anymore of the Roman Empire and stuff. There's so many rabbit holes among rabbit holes. And I really do believe not to get into, was it solipsism or with that there's no actual basic facts and truth of, of stuff, but talking about time and history, who's to know that history doesn't get shifted and changed according to what our current thought forms are it just seems like history sure seems to be quite a quagmire it when as you go into it you realize that nothing we've been told is true so what really is true with history maybe that relates to this the the overall construct of this reality that maybe history because there is no time maybe that does get shifted and change and that kind of relates bare to the whole um what do you call it when things change the um you know, you look and it's, you don't know now, does the, uh, uh, the peanut guy have the monocle or not? What's that called? That, 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 um, fascinating concept. Uh, the, I know the, what you're talking yeah. About. I'll think of it. Uh, yeah. Um, the, what, a, what's it called effect? I'm having a big brain fart right now. And it, that seems to get, be getting stronger and stronger as more and more people are bringing that up. It's like, and more and more recent, 
And now even with movies and stuff, it seems to be happening. God, what is that called? In the chat, please let us know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's uh, driving me nuts right now. Um, the, what's it called effect? Uh, the Mandela effect. Mandela. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And that does seem to be um, ramping up. So what do you know? I, people call this. This is like a big thing in our Telegram group. People arguing about history and who is really you know, going back to the Jewish tribes and going back to Roman times and going back to Tartaria and the mud flood and all of this stuff. And it's like, how do we even know that history isn't a huge Mandela effect on top of a Mandela effect that goes forever? <laughs> you know, and, so. And the Mandela effect is just talking about if you just, there is no past or future. So yeah how hard is it or, or why would it even stretch our imagination that uh, the past can be changed as well as the future as, as well as present time so yeah it's uh it's it's not that difficult to comprehend these things but some people are making their business just to notice these you know kind of glitches in the matrix and it's really fun stuff how about for starters that um there's good evidence that at least 1,000 of the last 20,000 years didn't even exist. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the uh, Russian um, mathematician, historian. Um, oh, geez, brain fog. This coffee, man, taking me out right now. Faminko. Faminko, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I mean, I was a history major at school, and I that was the greatest thing I learned is that basically don't, we don't, we're not taught anything really, except uh, what, the, what the winners, uh, wrote down and who even knows if those were really the winners, you know, it's just so it is fascinating. It's really fun to play with. You know, I, I think as long as we're coming from a place of, uh, uh, of our own truth, but also just having fun with it and not taking it too seriously, then it's really, um, a wonderful exercise to do, to play with all these ideas. Um, you know, and going movie pre, Diluvian times and you know Atlanta Moo, all that stuff's fantastic. I was like diving back into giants again and just all the historical evidence of giants being on this planet. From God, what was I just reading about? Was uh, Magellan's uh, official, um, you know, person that was documenting the whole trip has a whole story about how they came upon a giant on in Paonia. And he was like 15 feet tall, and this is an official documentation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess the great thing of this, in which we were talking about recently too, is like this world is mysterious. There's a lot of mystery in the world, and that should be fun. We should celebrate that, and we should enjoy this. And of course, the Matisse trying to tell us no, none of that's true. We're all just a great, great accident. And everything is atoms randomly connecting together. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. great story. And I have people life because I did have to travel in conventional circles for a certain time. And, you know, people that are in conventional physics and medicine, and I still communicate with some of them. And it's just, they're just hopelessly duped. And it's incredible because a lot of these people I know are brilliant in some ways. And they have obviously, a, a an acute intellect that allowed them to go through a lot of school and training, mm -hmm. but at the same time, can't think they're themselves out of a wet paper bag. It's just, it's curious. <laughs> We're in the most like information rich time in the known recent history. And yet nobody knows anything and nobody understands. And that's why I love philosophy. And I love that Neo 
Platonic concepts, um, you know, uh, uh, the ideas of wisdom and, and facts and, and knowledge over um, mind thinking uh, and, and the things that the materialists uh, like to push on us, the empiricists. Um, and I think philosophy is an extremely important endeavor that we should all be uh, enjoying and, and, and reading. Uh, are you, you going to answer this question, the name of that wonderful dangling object, Bear? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, called a BG3 uh, pendant. And um, you can get it on biogeometry.com. Um, you know, you, you'll be able to do some pretty neat things with it without any. Tr so I think it's worth getting. And I believe they sell to anybody a lot of their devices that you until you get the foundational training which is um oh what was it maybe about four weeks of uh training and then um then there's other devices and techniques that you learn in the advanced training and they have a practitioner training uh you know and it just keeps getting better but there's a lot of their basic tools that you know you can use right now yeah. um well i i won't get into uh I, I mean, I think uh, about some other things, but I, I think eventually we need to do the definitive uh, bio, uh, excuse me, the biogeometry alpha cast and just go deep into all this stuff because mm -hmm. it really is one of the most important technologies you need to be talking about every day. Uh, one, one other question too, Bear, that I get asked a lot back to the whole aerosol injections and projections up above us and the chemtrails and all that. Um, some ways to um you know remediate uh, the effects of that uh through through orgone principles and mm -hmm. stuff um any um we've been asked that a lot lately any ideas about that technologies that can be used to help with that well there's just a classic orgone uh substance you know that anybody can make just google it on you know anywhere and you can find out how to make your own stuff uh or if you don't want to bother, then you can, uh, you know, buy it anywhere on the internet. And, you know, it's good stuff to just have around. I know people that make complete tabletops and pieces of furniture with orgone. And it does uh, create a great effect, you know, in your living space. Um, I'm more interested in, to, in devices where we're um, actually manipulating that orgone medium in the atmosphere to do things which can include cleaning up the atmosphere and things that they're spraying on us in the first place. But uh, there's also uh, great effects we can get when we start combining uh, things like biogeometry where you're actively measuring all the, uh, you know, the five electronic planes and all their subplanes and then introducing the the understanding of orgone within those and then working in a very dynamic way to um, affect those different planes and subplanes with that orgone. And that's a little bit more of a, you'd have to, um, you know, maybe be doing a little bit more of the advanced biogeometry work and then, uh, then, you know, be willing to experiment with uh, Reich's sort of technologies, not just him, but what um, Steiner talked about, uh, you know, is a great help if you understand his whole schematic. And, uh, you know, all the pieces are there to do anything we want. So, 
but th- but that's a fun thing you know most people are looking at their devices or going to a job they hate or waiting for their next unemployment check and watching netflix it doesn't matter um there's all sorts of really exciting things that anybody can learn and anybody that starts learning how to get a kick out of these things is going to be part of the solution yeah Another question, um, and I know it can get kind of pricey, but in your experience, Shungite, um, does it work and is that good for similar things? Yeah, uh, Shungite is is phenomenal. And of course, you know, you have the whole Russian government, uh, you know, that got behind it and, and you know, they have more of a, um, a less restricted scientific community over there where they're allowed to experiment and research those sort of things. And they used it to help clear up radiation and take care of all sorts of problems in their country. Uh, you know, they started treating vast areas, uh, by aerosoling, uh, solutions with chaga mushroom, you know, and these are all the things that, um, a real government and remember government means self-government. So if we were, managing the purse strings ourselves and and where all funds go that we care to you know put our energy these are the things we would be doing to improve our environment clean up what the the last idiots have done to the place and um you know taking it the next level uh russia is uh, i've had a long fascination with russia russia and actually have some i'll just say memories of the place um Russia is a phenomenal place on the planet. There's a lot of very important things uh, and roles that it will play in the future. And the proof of the pudding is, is the present <clears throat> administrations are demonizing Russia, um, you know, above all other so-called threats on the planet while ignoring the real uh, predators on the planet. So um, it's going to have a great role to play in the, uh, you know, the reconstruction of the U.S. And um, there's also a reason why it's played uh, an important historical role with the U.S. There are symbiotic partners. There's a whole energetic mm-hmm. nexus there that people just don't understand. And yeah, from, yeah. I mean, Tartaria, supposedly, and that's part of Russia, right? And that yeah. was where the empire was. And then, of course, uh, Edgar Casey talked about Russia a lot and its role. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fascinating. I love that stuff. And it's interesting to see what P- Putin's been up to lately. He's calling out Biden, uh, saying, uh, you know, talking about the whole, um, uh, how they went after people at the supposed, uh, riots, right. During, uh, that, uh, now historical day at the Capitol and how we know of people who were personally raided by the FBI just for being there because it pinged their phone. Um, so they had their phone on, so they used that to track your phone, uh, and people that were not even doing anything were just happened to be get pushed up to the front, uh, because they were curious, didn't do anything illegal. And then have the FBI raiding their house at four in the morning, pulling their kids out, scaring the hell out of everybody. This happened to a, a lot of people and Putin recently called, uh, the Biden administration out for this. So that is, uh, fascinating. Um, yeah, people saying Putin is the same as Biden. We get all that, how everything, this, the world is a stage. But also, you know, I, I feel like that's another mind trap because people want to just then call out everything. 
and then, and then it, it, you know, everything's a stage. Everyone's an actor. Everyone's a, uh, you know, it's all uh, corrupt. But I don't know. I feel like there are definitely um, different roles being played and different act- people uh, taking part in a more divine uh, kind of, uh, to, you know, story arc line. And I think it demeans this reality when we just come with that perspective um but who are we didn't really know i don't know it's fun to just once again going back to the idea of looking at this inquisitively from your own truth not taking anything too seriously um because in the end our reality is really much controlled by our own manifestation abilities which is what i've seen personally in my own life so we should be able to have with these ideas and look into them and and not um i feel like the the quote unquote truth community often gets divided by people's ego trying to say, no, I know it's real. No, I know that that Putin's bad or Putin's good. We're just pointing out observations. And Putin's you know. KGB, uh, yeah. Trump's got his own interests. And, um, you know, they've been called out because they do have nationalistic tendencies that are contrary to the globalistic, uh, you know, agenda. So they're being greatly called out for that. Um, but you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, Trump with his, uh, you know, warp speed and all, all this kind of nonsense, I think he's a total bag of dicks, you know I mean? <laughs> Trump was a pharma troll. I mean, he was basically the greatest big pharma salesman of all time. I mean, would I rather have him in there than Biden? I guess so. Um, I don't know. Then on another level is Biden just so blatantly horrible that maybe he'll open up even more eyes. I remember when Obama got in, I thought, well, this is actually great because now, uh, you know, everybody's going to wake up when they see what this guy's really about. But what we found in the meantime is some people just aren't going to wake up. You know, there was a question in here about, um, is it possible to transmute the effects of the vaccine if you get vaccinated so so that you can travel <laughs> that's yeah what the, don't uh, do it who cares like yeah. do you need to travel that badly go ahead Barry. yeah no i was just gonna say what needs to be transmuted is the belief that you needed the vaccine in the first place uh i would worry more about that um will it have uh, horrible genetic consequences for people that have in their bodies? Probably. Uh, will most of those people suffer those consequences? Uh, it, maybe they won't die, but, you know, they'll be sterilized. They'll uh, greatly shorten their lifespan, you know, all sorts of other things. But um, the, the real tragedy is on a karmic level, uh, you know, where they're just setting themselves up, where they made a conscious decision to shut out light, to shut out awareness. And um, that's gonna have lasting consequences. It's gonna take a lot of work to undo. Um, I think yeah. I think it's a life, t- I think for most people, because we know most it's older people who have been getting them, even though I do know of some teenagers that have, which is frightening, but it's, it's the culmination of these life, uh, uh, of these uh, choices of just going, not illuminating themselves. And of course, being illumined, it relates directly to light, which is not a wave or a particle. It's just the essence of reality, right? And so they're not tapped into the essence of reality. They're literally in the dark. 
And so um, this might be reverberations from their past choices, from past lives and why they're here. And I mean, who knows? But I agree. I, I, I agree that this is it's a bad state of affairs. And I think that's why reality is the way it is right now. It's because we have so many souls on this planet who are in the dark and that's their fault. Like they aren't taking the conscious effort to be illumined. And so um, it's tough because, uh, you know, like we said, we just family members and friends we know that are in that boat. And, you know, what? how do you treat them? I treat them like Christ would. I embrace them and I try to, you know, uh, be a, a, an example for them to hopefully wake up. Um, and we Bear did a wonderful podcast with Beth Martins about the shedding concept. And he, I think he took it to the right level that no one else has talked about. And I highly recommend watching that. We didn't do an alpha cast last week because of everything that's going on, which is how busy we are. But um, anyways, uh, just check that out, that out because that's a, been a, that was an amazing podcast. Uh, and so we're in unprecedented times as we move into the new age of air. And that's that should be what's exciting everybody. And meanwhile, um, Deb and myself here at the farm, we get up every morning, you know, at uh, just first sunlight, we're out there doing our thing and we just marvel every day at, at the beauty that surrounds us and we are grateful and appreciative of of you know what we've been given and um and gratitude i think is the main thing that's lacking right now in everybody's lives uh i have a lot to be grateful for and it's kind of in my face all the time so maybe it's easier you know because of the lifestyle that i've led but you know, and a lot of people even comment in that direction sometimes, but, uh, you know, this didn't just appear in my life, uh, suddenly either, you know, it was, um, many years of, uh, us being self-directed and, you know, coming to this exact place in our lives where we would manifest this. Uh, if it was more my destiny to be living in an urban environment or something totally different, that that's fine. It doesn't mean that that's a bad thing, but I'm just grateful that this is my path and all I can say. And the reason why we're doing the documentary and, and all the other things we're doing is just to show people that there's still a lot of beauty in the world. Yeah. Uh, you can create your own beauty no matter where you live. And um, yeah, I love that. That was one thing I really hit me hard with uh, Marcus Aurelius meditations right now is that's what the Stoics talk about. It's like, you don't have to go escape and be some hermit up in the mountains to radiate beauty and knowledge and wisdom. It's all internal. You could have an amazing garden in your plot in the middle of the city and you could radiate that beauty out. So I think that's an important thing. I mean, uh, personally, I like being here <laughs> but and I kiss the ground every morning that I am here. But um, I think that's a wonderful way to end the, the stream today. And um, yeah, um, I love you guys. And um, please check out musicandsky.com for the event coming up. We still have tickets. Uh, it's going to be an amazing event uh, in the mountains there in the Western Sierras. Um, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Alpha Vedic. Uh, we'll see how much longer we're on there. It seems like we're getting kicked off everything. So uh, we got to find a new alternative to MailChimp. We've got a couple um, options lined up already. So we'll get that going. Um, and yeah, um, 
lots of fun, lots of fun on the horizon. Yeah. And so if this isn't uh, on YouTube, I don't know if you're live streaming on YouTube. We are. We're on oh, okay, YouTube. Good. Yeah. I was going to say, put this up there. And even if we're talking about vaxes and things like that, screw them, you know, and we're going to be taken off there. It's just a matter of time anyway. So it was a good chat and I'm glad we had it. Yeah, and it's this is on this goes to Odyssey too, and that's where we prefer for you guys to go watch it. And I guess Odyssey now is doing live streaming, so I will look into that. And uh, you know, library Odyssey, the more decentralized than even than much more decentralized than D Live. So that's exciting to hear that Odyssey is supporting live streaming now. So we will get going on Odyssey as we make the switch over more to Odyssey, and then of course eventually we will have our own decentralized streaming on Cordal, the Cordal backbone. By the way, real quick, I've got to get Bear. I got to get you on um, the, the Raspberry Pi because we've got finally that stabilized and ready to go. Oh, so nice. I'll, I'll get you going on that. And um, Cordal, uh, we did add uh, Jason will be at Music and Sky, and he and I will be doing a talk now, a stage talk on the decentralized web and uh, Cordal. So that's exciting. Um, but uh, please, guys, go check out Cordal.org because these are the things we need to be focusing on is these solutions, decentralization, and all that. And then uh, for those that are new to the channel, go check us out, alphavedic.com, A-L-F-A-V-E-D-I-C.com. We're going to get out of here and go back to the shoot. Uh, we got a long day of production ahead of us still, but we're, I'm so happy we did this, Bear. Um, this turned out great. So. And Michael, I can actually uh, shake your hand yeah. in person. First wow. time for a podcast. So. <laughs> I kind of like doing it this way. Yeah, it's, it's it was a little fun. awkward at first, but it's kind of cool, huh? Yeah, so I like it. Uh, we might be doing more of these. We got to figure out. I know the video um, is pretty bad, so um, we'll work on that. We got to kind of kind of troubleshoot some stuff because when we do use Zoom on this satellite, it seems to be a better feed. So it's something to do with something weird. We, if anybody knows, by the way, out there that could help us figure this out, it seems to be through the browser-based systems like Restream and StreamYard, the um, video is really bad. So I've been trying to troubleshoot it for weeks now and can't figure it out. We've tried all different things, different hardware, different cameras. It's something to do with the, the I don't know. I don't know. So if anybody can help us there, please message us, uh, Mike at alphavedic.com. Uh, and we love you guys and we will, uh, see you hopefully next week. We're working on some amazing guests. Uh, so just stay tuned and, um, you guys, everyone have a beautiful day. Get outside, get in nature. We're going to go outside right now. Love you and bye -bye. love you guys. Bye.